For the diehard football people, waking up on National Signing Day is pretty close to waking up on Christmas. You're either going to be super ecstatic, super sad, or somewhat disappointed. On a day that surprises typically is not a good thing, Oklahoma State got a couple surprises, and thankfully, they're good things. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter at All Day State. Today, we're personally brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL right now. Our new customers get $150 back in bonus bets off of a, a winning $5 money line bet. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So being an Oklahoma State fan, National Signing Day used to come with a little bit of apprehension, a little bit of leerience, which is why I compared it waking up on Christmas. As a kid, you want to run down the hallway. You want to start tearing stuff open in the tree. But on the way down the hallway, you're kind of wondering, did I get what I really wanted to? Is there going to be a big surprise? Am I going to get something that I didn't think I was going to get? Or am I not going to get something I've been wanting all year? That's how National Signing Day is typically for Oklahoma State fans. How many times as a Cowboy have you woke up on this day just to have your heart ripped out because one of the guys that you thought was going to be the top guy or one of the main catalysts to bring other guys with him ends up flipping on this day to another school? Typically, it's OU or it's Texas. Not today. And Christmas slash National Signing Day got to come a little bit early for Cowboy Nation as last night we found out that we got a steal, an absolute steal. Ladies and gentlemen, how does a running back from Columbia, South Carolina, that is six foot two, 225 pounds, rush for 2,200 yards and get unnoticed? Jaden Allen. Hendricks runs like Ollie Gordon, moves like Ollie Gordon, looks like Ollie Gordon, and I guess maybe wants to be a little bit like Ollie Gordon because he is a cowboy. This might be the biggest steal. Can you imagine being Charlotte or Chattanooga or North Carolina A&T or Wofford? Imagine them licking their chops to get this guy and then Oklahoma State swoops in out of nowhere. So his film is very reminiscent to me of Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was an Oklahoma product that Oklahoma State nor OU really got in on until it was super late. We, I found it super. I was like, well, how does this dude have an offer from Alabama but not OU or Oklahoma State? Didn't matter. He ended up going to Bama, and we all know how that kind of worked out. Jaden Allen Hendricks is very reminiscent of Josh Jacobs to me. We missed out on Josh Jacobs. I think Jaden Allen Hendricks could end up being a home run. And then we typically have to deal with the flip. This time, we didn't have to deal with the flip because we got the flip. Everybody's excited about Rodney Fields, right? He's the scat back. 
And this is perfect. You have to have that thunder and lightning package. And with, with uh, Jaden Nixon entering the transfer portal, we lost some of that lightning package. We got it in Dale City running back Rodney Fields. But then on top of that, we got to flip his cousin. Now, when you look at LaDainian Fields, we've talked about him on the show a couple times. I know we were in on him, especially early when he was, you know, kind of making his name as a wide receiver. And maybe there was a little bit of trepidation on the difference between wide receiver and playing defensive back at Oklahoma State. Don't know exactly how it shook out, but it doesn't matter because we got LaDainian Fields to flip from TCU. And why does this legacy stuff matter so much? Of course, he's the cousin of the Thunder Package running back that we got also from Dale Sidney and Rodney Fields. And one of the trump cards that we were able to pull here was that his cousin and him have been playing together since they were four years old. Now they get to continue that. But it's not like, you know, this was, um, you know, we're going to extend an offer to your cousin type of thing. The dude had offers from TCU, K-State, Washington, and Washington State, among a bunch of other squads. And it's not like TCU is easy to fend off. And TCU's defense is somewhat reminiscent of what we're typically trying to do. But he's going to be able to fit in perfectly at six foot one, 180 pounds, knowing he has that wide receiver capability. And he comes with the nickname Day Day. That probably helps too. This is a big flip. And then, of course, his cousin, who eclipsed 1,000 yards for two years straight. Guys, the legacy stuff is big for Oklahoma State because it, it sets us up for so much more down the line. So I think though the, the, the two biggest surprises thus far is that we're able to flip LaDainian Fields from TCU to Oklahoma State and that we were able to grab Jaden Allen Hendricks, the six foot two, darn near 230 pound running back. That got kind of um, swept under the rug. And then the biggest news if anybody was anticipating maybe a late flip in the negative light for Oklahoma State, it would have been Landon Cleveland. The bad, bad dude playing DB. At a Mansfield legacy, six foot, 185 pounds, had offers from OU, Michigan, Texas, Washington, Arizona, Old Miss, and Alabama. Landon Cleveland is staying true to being a cowboy. And if you want to go look at film, guys, there, there's a reason why Texas and Alabama and Washington and everybody else wanted this dude. And I'll tell you another one who got a Texas offer that I really thought maybe, you know, could grow some late legs is David Cabongo. Well, thankfully, he signed, sealed, delivered. And when David Cabongo popped up on my radar, I was actually watching videos of Landon Cleveland. But there was a guy in the videos with him, and I was like, well, who is that dude? Like, obviously, Landon Cleveland's very, very special. But who's this other dude in drills with him that is maybe even a little bit quicker? It was David Cabongo. So there's no doubt that Texas wanted him. And so did Utah and Mizzou and, and KU and Indiana and Texas Tech and Arizona State and almost anybody else because this five foot eleven, 190-pound DB can do it all. He's the quintessential hybrid 
of where Brian Nardo wants to go with this system, in my opinion. Lando Cleveland and David Cabongo were going to be two of the big-time catalysts for this group just from the safety position. And when you look at current guys like Cam Epps, like Lyric Rawls, like Kendall Daniels, it gives you right there. It gives you a good blueprint or what of what David Cabongo and Landon Cleveland can easily end up becoming in Oklahoma State uniforms. And then we've got some linebackers that can play linebacker, or they could potentially shed a little bit, play safety, or they could potentially add a little bit more and 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 branch out and maybe play defensive end. And we've got some def- defensive ends that could maybe even potentially play linebacker. So the versatility here, to me, is what sets this class apart from what most other people, uh, prognostication-wise, may potentially look at. But another thing that uh, people look at typically is a bank account. FanDuel can maybe help you there. The weather's getting worse. The NFL FanDuel deals are staying hot for you. Right now, our new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That is 150 bucks back in bonus bets off of this $5 money line winning bet. Make sure that you get in on the action today because the app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. There's such a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, overs, under, Heismans, who's going to win the division title, conference title, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Go to FanDuel dot com slash locked on right now to kick off your NFL money making season. Again, that is fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, so let's carry on with this class. We just talked about some of the versatility, the Swiss Army knife style of guys. And I think who embodies all of that is definitely Gunnar Wilson. Guys, I think Gunnar Wilson is maybe one of the most underrated guys in this entire class. The dude is so special that opposing offenses strategically found ways just to go to the opposite side of the field because they didn't want to mess with Gunnar Wilson. And when he was you know, kind of pegged to be part of this new 335. It was known pretty early on that he could do a multitude of things because that's exactly what he did this year at Melissa, Texas. He's a six foot three, 215 pound linebacker that can play safety. And we know that because he did play safety some this year. And defenses or offenses strategically had to find ways to go completely to the other side of the field, which helped Gunnar Wilson feed his buddies on the other side of the field. That's when you know somebody's probably pretty daggone special. Not to mention, he can play H-back, he can play tight end. I think that he might be that Brock Martin style of dude, right, that you know is just going to be a cornerstone of things moving forward. Another one of them could potentially be Armstrong Notum, the guy that we stole from Rice. The dude had 16 sacks last year and then followed up with another 13 this year. That is absolutely insane. And it's because he's 6'2", 260 that he gets quote-unquote underlooked, which is exactly the type of dude we need in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Another guy that fits that exact mold. A guy that we can develop into a mainstay that will be here for five, six years. 
Chauncey Johnson, the offensive lineman, coming in at 6'5", 295, was really on our radar early on this summer. And we had a pretty good feel on what he could do because just wrestling nationally. The number 12-ranked player in the state of Arkansas didn't get enough love. It's a big steal. Somebody else who I think is a massive gift. Caleb Hackleman, six foot six, 280-pound offensive lineman that we're able to fend off Baylor, Tech, Memphis, and a few others for. Talk about a jack of uh, jack of all trades. And he's coming from the same area as Nick Martin and Xavier Benson. So when we talked about having the pipeline style of schools like Edmund Santa Fe has been for Oklahoma State for quite some time, here's another one from the Texarkana, Texas area that we're starting to build a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more into our bread and butter recruiting zone. Staying in Texas from Deer Park, six foot four, 280-pound defensive lineman, Luke Webb. We got Luke Webb from yeah, Arizona and Cal. Where we've talked about Cal was able to swing in and get somebody like a legend journey. How Cal was able to do that, I don't know. But Luke Webb is somebody who embodies the tenacity that you look for. If we just said that Gunnar Wilson is a Brock Martin style of guy, a cornerstone to build your defense around for years to come, I think Luke, Luke Webb is the glue guy, the Brennan Evers style guy that will play through no matter what. And speaking of playing through no matter what, let's talk about the Stillwater native tight end Josh Ford. Josh Ford was our really our earliest commit. And he's somebody that embodies that tenacity. Six foot six, 255 pounds. This is somebody who's big, strong, plays with a mean streak. And kind of like Brandon Evers, he'll play through whatever. This is the type of guy that you're going to have to go get a tractor in John Deere, drag him off the field. If you're looking for the, the toughness that you want everybody to display on a daily basis, Josh Ford does that. I don't even know that if he ends up being a true tight end in Stillwater, just because of his ability to be the quintessential leader of a locker room, he could end up playing a multitude of spots. And one thing that Coach Mack can do has been able to do is be somewhat malleable and finding guys from multiple spots that can fit into the tight end role. So I'm excited to see what the local product's able to do. You want to talk about upside? Jonathan Agumidu. Jonathan Agumidu is a linebacker that I honestly was afraid that we weren't going to get for a little bit because of, again, the versatility. Jonathan Agumidu and Tamaric Johnson both, they're slightly reminiscent of Ollie or of, of Colin Oliver. And they could either bulk up or they could slim up a little bit and, and be stand-up, you know, defensive end. They could be the tried-and-true linebacker that roams all over the place. Or they could, you know, end up exploring other sides of versatility. I think that's the name of this the, the game in this class is the versatility that we have up and down the board. So, yeah, we just talked about Jonathan Agumidu. And Tamaric Johnson. Tamaric Johnson is the other one that kind of fits in that same mold of Jonathan Ngumidu. Is is so much versatility that you don't know exactly how it's going to shake out. But he's walking in at 6'3", 210 pounds. 
Could he be a linebacker? Yes. Could he be a stand-up defensive end? Yes. Could he put on some weight and be a, a, a hand-on-the-ground guy? It's very possible, which is why people like Nebraska and Minnesota were, were high on him. BYU, he fits that mold. Utah. It's nice to have somebody coming in that has all of the embodiment of what we look for at Oklahoma State. Another thing you look for in the legacy and the character and high morals and all that fun jazz, somebody who's been committed for a long time, kind of like Josh Ford is Willie Nelson, the six foot or 5'10, 165 pound cornerback out of Longview, Texas. Willie Nelson is the epitome of somebody who is going to take your head off, but also come down and run support. He's somebody that could have some some future play at safety, or he could you know just just morph into the, the perfect corner. If you're looking for a little bit of a comp, he reminds me a little bit of Broderick Brown. Uh, obviously, you know some better size here, uh, but but he's another another big get. And then offensively, right? This is a pretty defensive oriented class. Six foot three, two hundred five pound wide receiver out of Keller, Texas, Trey Griffiths. Trey Griffiths was really the wide receiver that we pinpointed and we got. So after we got Trey Griffiths and we realized that this was a solid dynamic here, we really didn't pursue a whole heck of a lot after that. Trey Griffiths was the target. He was the main get for Oklahoma State at the wide receiver position. So when you get your guy, we did a good job of maintaining that relationship and and maintaining the direction moving forward. So now that uh, we, we've kind of covered this 16-man class here, now we get to have a conversation. If we're hovering around that 55 range, which, which we are, as far as classes are concerned, is having the number 55 ranked class in the country good enough? Well, when you mix it with the transfer portal and then you have the ideas moving forward that are kind of built on development, I'm, I'm not only okay with it, I think this is exactly where we need to be. We have a pretty young roster, and we have a lot of returning guys coming back. So that means this next year, developmentally, we're not going to have to push some of these guys into playing time. Although I think there are some guys like Tamaric Johnson, like Lando Cleveland, like David Cabongo, like Gunnar Wilson, like Jonathan Agumidu, that easily could be pushing for some time in the 2-3 deep. So it's a talented class that is all suited for what Body by Glass is about to do, which is wonders. We already know that. So, yeah, you need to increase the number. But I think winning Big 12 titles will help do that, and I think that's that's the mission. This class is all about being on a mission, and that's absolutely why I love it. And that's why I do think that hovering in the 50s range for this particular class with how much experience we have coming back, I like it. I'm not so worried about the number. If you are worried about numbers, that's probably because uh, hiring seems to be a little bit of an issue. LinkedIn talent solutions are the best bet. Nowadays, hiring for any small business, it's a, yeah, it's a crapshoot, right? It's a high-stakes wager. Make sure that you're using LinkedIn Jobs because they have all the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's so easy with so many qualified candidates Right now, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in the first 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses 
have so many different jobs and so many different things to do nowadays that you may not have all of the right resources and time to hire. With LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. All you got to do is go there right now, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college, all being one word. Again, that is linkedin.com slash locked on college. Go there now, post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I do feel that, you know, you could potentially be setting yourself up for potential failure by not selling and the number of recruiting classes. But if you look at the mixture here, the 16 dudes, knowing we've got some guys that we're targeting, you know, for the transfer portal to fill some other areas, obviously defensive line needs to be something that we pay attention to. Uh, I don't think that we're completely done with the kind of the wide receiver room. But all in all, given where this class ranks, the needs that they fill, uh, and then naturally, the developmental side mixed with some of the guys who have the ability to play immediately. I love this class. I don't give a crap where the number is. We need to make sure the number is improving, right? You cannot be a top 10 winning program. You can't be a yearly top 20, top 25 style of ball club that's competing for Big 12 titles every year and stay hovering in the 50s forever. We need to get that number down. But I do think the, the newfound embracement of the NIL and transfer portal era by Mike Gundy is going to help in that. So, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually far more happy with the number in conjunction with everything we're bringing back and how young we already are than what people are going to talk about. All right. So we, we discussed some of the bowls the other day, but we didn't pick them all because a lot of teams were still dealing with the transfer portal and who was going, who was coming, who's going to play in bowl games, who isn't. Thankfully, Texas Tech helped us start off with a W here. Um, and the next, we got UCF at Georgia Tech. UCF is not doing too bad. And Georgia Tech, I do feel like they do have a lot of capabilities. Offensively, ironically enough, right? it's not your mom and pop's Georgia Tech that runs the triple option anymore. But UCF is in a bowl game. UCF clearly has a lot of talent. And if Gus Malzahn is going to set the right precedence for UCF moving forward, I do think this is kind of an important game for them. So I expect UCF to come out and get this thing done. On behalf of the Big 12, they get their first Big 12 Bowl W over Georgia Tech, followed by Kansas UNLV. KU is just kind of like Oklahoma State. They're just returning too many weapons, and they've got too much positivity moving forward for them not to catapult this team into next season. I just think UNLV is better, but Kansas, ironically, Kansas is going to overpower UNLV, which brings the Big 12 to a perfect Three and O. Oh. Next up, Duke's Mayo Bowl, West Virginia, North Carolina. This lost a little bit of luster with uh, Drake May. North Carolina's top three, top five pick, not playing in the game. But all in all, I do think that North Carolina might be a little bit too much for West Virginia. So I begrudgingly do take North Carolina here. Then you got Oklahoma State taking on Texas A&M. Uh, yeah, this is a W. Whatever the over is, hammer the over. Okay, 
How about the Pop Darts, Orlando Bowl, K-State, NC State? This is a, a rough one. And I, I think that we should pick NC State. That would be the smart thing to do. But I'm also wondering if second-guessing Chris Kleiman is a good idea. You give Chris Kleiman and this K-State squad some extra time to prepare. This is not Alabama. This is NC State. I think K-State has more dudes than NC State. So I think if the game plan works out well, give me Kansas State. Followed by the Alamo Bowl, OU Arizona. Welcome to the Big 12. Arizona Wildcats are going to break in the Jackson-Arnold era with a loss. Iowa State-Memphis. Iowa State finds ways to screw up these simplistic style of games. Uh, so I'm unfortunately going to take Memphis here. Texas-Washington. I'm going to hardcore root for Washington. Uh, matter of fact, I, I'm going to have to find some purple. I think I've got some purple somewhere I can throw on for this game. But if I was a betting man, I would bet on Texas. I'd be betting on Texas, but we're going to cheer for Washington. All right. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to dive a little bit further into uh, the, the, the class and, and some of the highlights. Obviously, Landon Cleveland's a big deal. Obviously, Jaden Allen Hendricks is a big deal. David Cabongo is a big deal. And the flip from Ladanian Fields to come with his cousin, Rodney Fields, that legacy, very big deal. So we'll break down some of the other stuff that we have rock and rolling. Uh, basketball continues to maybe, maybe stay on track. All right, y'all. Um, I got an extra show to deliver for you today. Had some uh, fun little medical stuff pop up yesterday, so I owe you one. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen today on Locked On Oklahoma State. Let me know what you think down in the comment section about this class. Who's somebody that you feel like is a little bit undervalued and who you think could potentially start immediately as a true freshman in Stillwater? Like it if you like the daggone thing. Dislike if you don't. It's okay not to love everything. All y'all. Share it. Share it. Subscribe. You know the drill. Later, taters. God bless. Go Pokes. You are a locked. No, not that one. <laughs>